called sea bathing. I think it did. Ooh, I was like, what's sea bathing? Sea bathing. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um. All right. What time is it? Okay. All oh. right. We got to We'll. We'll. Eleven fifty. We, we got. Um. I have a lot of like. Um, sitting, cooking chicken thighs to do. Elise, oh, nice. Elise has a lot of, like, actual good volunteering that she needs to do, so we're going to keep this quick. <laughs> good things to do. Because she's a human person. Do you, before we get into lovely Abigail Fillmore, do you feel like life is picking back up at inappropriate speeds and I'm not ready to organize my time? Me? <laughs> no. Well, I'm obviously projecting. Because <laughs> that's how I feel. I force myself to come over at Claire's at 10 a.m. <laughs> On a Sunday. <laughs> because no. I didn't organize my my jobs well. Yeah, I like, went so hard yesterday. Yeah. I did too much. I did too much yesterday. I think that, yeah, things are really big. I think this happens every spring, but I think it just feels really dramatic this spring because we didn't have a <sighs> yeah, spring last year. that's a good point. Like, there's but, always that moment of, like, spring cleaning, spring planting, yeah. spring excitement. But, like, last year, I think we're all trying to make up for two springs because last year we, like, were about to get there, and then they were like, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. That's a really good point. I think it's compounded with spring we're sort of opened up. We like most yes. people are vaccinated yes. so you could like mm-hmm. see people and do stuff and yeah. it's it's picking up. But yeah. um I just wanna update everyone to marathon is still happening. Oh, or half marathon, half marathon is, is happening. We have not quit yet. No, at least we're I both ran eight miles four yesterday. Weeks in, I get some training. Yeah. Right? I think we're on week four of training. Okay, yeah. And uh I'm not broken yet. No, so, like, I'm so proud of Elise. <laughs> I really struggled up to about five miles and then something happened. I just have been coasting. Maybe I've been just coasting. Tired, you know, it could have been that day. <sighs> no, I mean like I think I think my body just wasn't in shape. I just didn't really yeah. do a lot of running because I don't I'm not in a gym or whatever, so I didn't do a lot of cardio this winter. Oh, right. Po- so I think marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like I just needed to kind of get past a certain threshold, and yeah. now I feel like so good. Like I'm like four miles, no big deal. Five miles, no big deal. Oh my god. So yeah, That's we so did nice. eight miles yesterday, <gasps> at least. We have to make our track for that day. Yeah, I'm I was just, thinking about it. I think it's just the big Central Park loop twice. It is. I know but we're we trying don't to avoid that Harlem to, Hill because that hill sucks <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I, I think next week I'll end up running it because I'm gonna try to run outside because yeah. due to the weather I, I've been inside still. Yeah. Um. Let me know what you so I'll think. I'll test it. Because I did I can it. barely bike up it. No, I did it twice <laughs> like, for the marathon. And I was like, why did I do this to myself? Like, yeah. I got to choose the, the route and I still did that Maybe twice. Maybe we can cut right before that. Like, not go all the way up to 110th Street. Because that's what that is, right? Well, that also hill? I was thinking, like, because my heart, well, I don't know. We'll talk about it. But I was thinking, yeah. too, like, what if I, like, run to meet you in Central Park and we just do, we kind of, like, pick a meeting time to meet outside the park. Yeah. And then we just do the last four miles, like, yeah. together or something oh, like that. Yeah, you know I what I mean? That. So that we're, like, individual on our own time. Yeah. And then we, like, meet and, like, kind of gun it for the last four miles. Yeah. I mean, again, you're going to be faster than me because your legs are, like, twice long, but. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm trying to keep it at 10 minute yeah, mile. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't do that. But I will be we'll somewhere. It's going to be so good. I'm we'll recruiting you. people to meet us at a finish line. Yes. Okay, live app <laughs> post. Don't you worry. And then we may have an extra special live app the week after. Lotus forever on the road. We're going on the road. Okay. Um. Wait. Also, before we start this episode, we do have to address... Um, <gasps> I don't know if you're supposed to talk to your internet trolls or not, but in this case, we are going to. We just want to say, listen, 
someone left us a review on iTunes and thank you I guess we do appreciate the no, reviews and I think that everybody has their opinion and I think that it's important to voice their opinion and I'm not mad about it I think what is needs to be really clear though is that this is definitely a political podcast with an with a specific view and I think yeah. that it's almost impossible to talk about um history and at least in the history that we're talking about like history of politics and of presidents without having some type of a political bias I think that no it's not impossible but we're not doing we're not doing that (laughs) yeah we're not doing that and I think that it's important that that's not done anymore because I think that what we think of as a zero-sum bias is actually a very whitewashed bias you know what I mean and that's clearly not ours we're very um feminist we're very like left-leaning politically and so if someone owned slaves sorry they were a horrible person (laughs) that's just the truth like for us don't be flying a confederate flag yeah uh that's not the vibe we're going for no and so I think that if um you know, if you feel upset that this podcast is a little too political, I totally get that. There's so many other, like, the ways. The First Lady podcast, though, I'll give you. There's not many out there, so you're no. going to miss out on the First Lady history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elise. Elise. <laughs> so you're lost. No, but no, it's, it's you true. Just, you know, we're, we live in a very specific time. We've yeah. experienced very specific things, specifically the last five years. Yeah. Definitely, when we've been able to be politically active, there's been a large range of people mm-hmm. and 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 things happening in our leadership and in our society. Um, so we, of course, we're going to have strong opinions on racism and women's movements and yeah. I don't know insurrectionists. <laughs> like, yeah, I have an opinion about it. Yeah, and I just so, think I think that like we, it's I think that like we are. Um, talking about politics, we're talking about the way that that interacts with history, and we're yeah. talking about the women that it interacted with, and that the fact that we are women and we are um, coming from a perspective uh, of that, it you know, yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a political podcast for sure, and it's gonna be our politics unapologetically. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, rate and review. <laughs> This is a call to action. Yeah, thanks to everyone who did. Yeah, um, if you, uh, I mean, again, I don't think that the rate and review needs to be like a forum of how um, <laughs> disappointed you are that this podcast is something that it's not. <laughs> but if you're having a good time and you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please rate and review. It means a lot. And I think it will give a better understanding of what this podcast is all about. Yeah, for those folks that are searching, they'll, they'll yeah. know off the bat uh, what the what the deal is. But um, listen, we're having fun. I hope you're still having fun. We're having so much fun. We're only on Millard Fillmore and (laughs) Abigail Fillmore. So we got, like, look at the book. (laughs) I know. I I went to go find my page in it today, and I was, like, full on, like, this, like, Lady Bird Johnson. Like, I went so far back, and I was like, We got a ways to go. But I'm even more and more excited about this project as we go on because just the closer we get to modern day or, like, first ladies I know about, it's just, it's building the foundation yes. to, you know, 
even just Mary Todd Lincoln, who we know a little totally. bit more about, but like, yeah. it's just, it's all these building blocks and it's just so exciting to see how it's all fallen into the timeline of America. I know. And I just like, I really thought this was going to be, uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk all day about like expectations that we had and whatever. And that's very like self-aggrandizing. I don't mean to do that, but in the same token, I just, this has become like a real um, education on um, not only what we know and don't know about American history, but also yeah. like, yeah, how it was all kind of put, built on right. together. Because, um, spoiler alert, again, Civil War, not random, not wow. a random event. I mean, are we going to learn about how we basically delayed the Civil War for about a decade today? Of course we are. Yeah. But, but we've been delaying ra- the Civil War <laughs> for like the first hundred years of this country. The fact that there was a compromise that did that proves that it wasn't random. So, I don't know, put that in your textbook, yes, Texas, yes, yes. or whatever. Like, sorry, nothing against Texas. I love Texas. Oh, my God. Texas. Love you. Okay, um, so let's I actually have, sorry, side no, note. I love. I have so many people I love and care about come from Texas. And it's really amazing because yeah. who would have thought, you know? I love Texas. Texas is great. I know. I have some good friends from Texas, too. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Go. First of all, Miller Fillmore looks like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I'm going to post a picture. Don't worry. We do have cameras from he, that time. So it's many cameras. So there's so psycho. many photos. He looks so much like he's... Re- I bet you the Baldwins are related to him. Like, don't you feel? Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to do some research, maybe. Because, like, I mean... They just have... I mean, that that jawline, the eyes. It's really intense. It's it really so looks intense. Like yeah. So, definitely... Okay, so so let's just recap a little bit. If you're not... If you don't remember what happened in our last episode... Zachary I love Taylor. Previously on. I know previously on Flotus forever. <laughs> Zachary Taylor drank some milk and died. Okay, that's really the Dropped summation of the dead. whole thing. Yeah, he gets poisonous, or he like gets food yeah. poisoning, whatever, and he dies. And so, uh, famously, as decided by John Tyler, <laughs> the vice president now has become president, which is so wild because it's like. I guess, like, in our heads, like, the only times that this has, quote-unquote, happened is, like, when it's, like, a dramatic assassination. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, like, no, this is, like, this no. has happened so many times. Like, right. the it's vice like president either, is, like, always becoming like president. you drink milk and die and you become president. Or, like, and then, like, Or the you vice- forget to wear a hat and then someone yeah. becomes president. Or someone shoots you in the head. Yeah. Like, and you become, and vice president. And then but it's, president. like, kind of crazy how many times, like, because in my head it's, like, yeah, like, I know that... <laughs> Like, that happened with Lincoln. I didn't know it happened two times before that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know who I forget? I forget that, like, Ronald Reagan was shot at. Like, I forgot that oh, happened. Oh, yeah. He didn't die, obviously. No, I but, know. Like, I know. Just, I feel no, like should be, like, more in, in That's sh- how Teddy Roosevelt becomes president, because McKinley dies. Oh, see, I forgot. See? Isn't that crazy? <gasps> I know. Okay. So, anyway, this is, like, again, <laughs> vice presidents becoming presidents, not random. Not random. <laughs> Secretary of State became president. The VP becoming president became president. Oh my God! Not not random. Secretary of State is like so real. Okay. Um, Oh my God! I was also like so sad thinking the other day how Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and then never became president. It's like a Henry Clay situation. She's the modern day Stop. Clay. She really is. It's like people have been trolling Trolling her forever. forever. I just listened to a great podcast. Do you listen to Hysteria? Yes. Yeah, she was on it recently. I, yeah, I was going to um, It yeah. was a quick interview, but it was just, she was saying how, like, you know, either, I can't win. Like, <laughs> I'm, people either love me, and I'm, like, this great, you know, leader and, and role know. model, she or can't. I'm, like, a fucking demon. She can't. She's a fucking, but, or I'm a demon. Uh, and I'm just like, you said it, girl. Like, I know. She did. She said it. She's just trying to live her life. I know. You know who's um, trying to live her life? Abigail. Abigail. So we have another Abigail as uh, First Lady, second Abigail as yeah. First Lady. Um, Abigail Fillmore, born March 13th, 
Um, so that makes her a Pisces. Pisces. Oh, I have to chart it. I keep saying I'm going to remake the chart. And I'm just like, you know I went hard yesterday. You know I went Claire hard so yesterday. Many days, did not rechart the matrix. I didn't rechart the matrix. But we, I know, I'm pretty sure we've had Pisces before. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. Um, oh, Hannah Van Buren was a Pisces. Ooh, nice. All right, so Abigail Fillmore um, is a Pisces. Yeah, she was born in Saratoga County, New York. So she's a upstate New, New York gal. She sure is. She's um, the youngest of seven kids. So And her father dies, who's a Baptist minister, I believe. Yes. Uh, when she... She's like two. When she's two years old. Um, I think her mother remarries at a point, so she has a stepdad. But they moved to the West. Well, yeah, they moved. A, they think their money's going to go farther, which yes, probably. Like, well, this was during the Panic of eighteen thirty-seven. Let's not forget. <laughs> I think, or wait, maybe it was like a no, little. No, this bit, was a little bit before. This was a little bit before, but they they move. Yeah, they they're very poor. Um, yeah. Dad's a Baptist minister. I think he's just I I get the vibe that his whole vibe uh, Abigail Fillmore's dad's vibe was like um you know what Charlie Brown when um Lucy sets up the stand and it's <laughs> yeah. like let's just ask for advice like I get the vibe that that's what her dad was yeah. like like he I was think... like people came to him like for advice but I don't think he was like he wasn't even interested in making money it doesn't seem like no I think they what I'm the vibe I'm getting is yeah. they like. You know, they were rich in, in intellectual yes. thoughts and <gasps> books and yes. culture. You know who else is... Not money. <laughs> yes. You know who else is dad... This is very, like, Thoreau, Emerson vibes because yeah. you know who else? Um, Louisa May Alcott, who yeah. we just love her. Her dad was very similar. He was, like, this, like, very um, intellectual guy but, yeah. like, couldn't really find a way to turn it into a monetary, like, thing. And yeah. so she grew up very poor. But all that to say... Yeah, Abigail's family was very poor, and then her dad dies. Her mom did not have a job, and so then they yeah. were also very poor. And basically all he left them was, like, a library of books. Just books, so, yeah. Like, Which is not just, but books. No, yeah, and I yeah. think that really plays into Abigail's life as we go on to talk 100%. about what was important to her and, yes. and her legacy in the White House. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. That was really super, like, I think that affected her a lot of what she was given as a child. Definitely. And, how and, how, and also what she kind of thought of as wealth, kind of, and, like, importance. Yeah, which I kind of loved. No, I told. I'm like so into it. Oh my, into she it. was not ever going to capitalize on her hobbies. hobbies. She no, her hobbies she just tried. She was trying to like get people out of her way, including yeah. her children, so she could do hobbies. <laughs> I mean, the hobby hated queen. her two kids. Hobby damn them. Okay. Oh my god, she. I love her. She has so many good hobbies. Okay. So she, um, her family is so poor that they, even though they do have trains at this time, they can't take a train to move. They have to take a wagon. God, Oregon Trail bus. So they take a wagon, um, and they move to Western New York. Now, Western New York at this time, very yeah, cool things going on in Western New York. Well, we talked a little bit about, um, the, and this is a little bit before this, but the Seneca Falls Convention ends up happening in Western New York. So that is kind of like, sort of the culmination of a lot of these um, beliefs and things like that. but Like big cultural movements happen yes. to be happening in this area. Exactly. So Western New York, what they called it back then was the Burned Over District. And we're talking like very early 1900s to about like mid, or excuse me, uh, early 1800s to mid 1800s. They called it the Burned Over District. And what this was, was a part of the country that was um, very uh, pro-abolitionist. They mm -hmm. like were really anti-slavery a lot of different or groups start to form like almost like like culty vibes like, yeah it's almost like wild, wild country. no it really is it's it's almost like yeah I mean I think that 
I don't know. I think sometimes parts, yeah, like, so there's a sect of Mormonism up there. There's a sect of Shaker, the Shakers, if you know about them up there. And these are all groups of people that are trying to live a utopian society that are all trying to live um, almost uh, like communism, socialism. Like, we're all working together to get something done. Like, uh, very, like, all, like, hippie kind of cultish upbringing and things like that. Yeah. and also the Unitarian religion is becoming very popular at this time, which is, um, again, we haven't Googled religion yet, but we will. Um, but I only know my parents got married in a Unitarian church, yeah. and it's very free-thinking, free-flowing, yeah. good vibes. Um, not that other religions aren't good vibes, that's, but that was the vibe. Yeah. So anyway, um, she grows up in this western New York, and actually so does Millard Fillmore. Um, they grow up very close to each other, though they don't meet till they're in their 20s. Um, but it's a, it's kind of an interesting thing like to think that uh, in the chaos that's going <laughs> yeah. on in the United States with like all of this regionalism and sectionalism and all this stuff there's this little pocket of uh most of western new york that's kind of like this utopia yeah that's what she grows up in there's also a place called the oneida institute which was only a school it was like a it was a free college that was only a school for a little bit but it was um it was like a place where people could come to learn about what abolition abolitionism was and what the women's rights movement was (laughs) and like people like Elizabeth Cady Stanton taught there. Yeah. Um, and so, again, this is just all happening yeah. in and around Abigail's upbringing. Yeah. Oneida's the little county up there because that's where Oneonta is, where I went to school. Yeah. I think it's in this yeah, 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 yeah. It's all, yeah, it's like Allegheny County, Erie <clears throat> County, like yeah. a bunch of, yeah. Fucking hippies. Love it. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's sort of like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's kind of like almost like a, how, like, in the 70s, Laurel Canyon was that? Where yeah. you would go out and you would just be like, oh, I'm going, you know. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been. But that's, that's where she grows up. Cool. I think that, like, it sounds like it it helped, again, foster this idea of, of what's important and, like, education yes. and being intellectual and reading books and philosophy and stuff like that. It seems, and art and things. So well, I feel like, like she Yeah, and the embracing of, like, new ideas, yeah. which I think is really cool because, like, I mean, we just have to remember it's not like, like, the idea that um, slaves could, like, be free or the idea that women could have roles of power. Like, so it's, like, seriously things that people have never even thought before. Yeah. Like, it's one thing for us to be, like, see the pros and cons. Yeah. people for decades and years and hundreds of years have been saying these things. But, like, yeah, when these ideas are just so brand new, like, it's really kind of exciting to yeah. be at the forefront of that. Oh, God, I just think of, like, Elizabeth Cady Stanton in the school and being like, women should vote. And everyone's like, <gasps> I know, I know, totally, totally. Oh, also someone who lived in this area and would speak at the Oneida Institute was Frederick Douglass. Yeah, yeah. so he was, yeah, he was around. you know, spreading his ideas. Which, again, I, that's what shocks me when they get to the White House. Millard Fillmore, which we'll get into at the Compromise of 1850, like, didn't seem to be such a hardcore abolitionist. Well, you no. think he would be growing so, up in this well, area. They I think kind of that, chilled out on it. Yeah, I think that what racist. we start to see is that as Abigail and Millard, in their own rights, even before he's president, as they start to acquire more wealth, it really starts to change their political beliefs. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because if we had had people with these beliefs that we were just speaking of in the White House, like... Yeah, and then had money and power, because money equals power in this time especially. Yeah. It might have been different. Totally. And he's also, like, famously, like, kind of, like, anti-Semitic, too, that that YouTube video. Oh, yes. He's just, like, I, I mean, I think he was a man of his time, clearly does not excuse it, but, like, 
you know, it's just, it's so disappointing because, like, clearly he had a wife and, and, you know, that they were reading all these books and, like, he really looked at her for advice and stuff. He didn't take it. He lost. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And, like, you know, maybe, I don't know, listen to the people around you. Like, you're not the smartest man in the room, Millard. Your name's Millard. (laughs) Do you think she called him Millard? Oh, baby. Okay. Okay, so, oh, my gosh, but Elise. um, Okay, oh, wait, so I'm going to set up how they meet, but I want to say that at a point, Abigail... Is her mom finds it very important to educate her and her brothers and sisters. Um, and so at a point, Abigail is like almost like the most educated person in their small town. And so yeah. she uh, starts to teach at a school. And then when she is quite young, she's only like 21 or 20. Yeah. They ask her to like be the head teacher of this other school. So they basically ask her to like start her own school. Yeah. So she does that. And then I think when she's like 25 or something, who does she meet? Oh, no, no, no. When she's like... She's 20. She's, are you saying when she meets Miller? Yeah. No, yeah, she's 21. He's 19. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, she's his teacher. <laughs> Scandalous. Yeah, she's so whatever school. Teacher. So leading up to this, she teaches at a bunch of schools. Yes. I, there's counties I can't even pronounce, I don't know, up in New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's bouncing around. Um, and she just loves to teach. She's really into... Um, you know, go into, it's not, again, they're not these, like, fancy private schools. It's just, like, yeah. in this little area. But, yeah. yeah, she becomes a teacher, um, and she meets Miller that way. He's just one of her students. <laughs> Which sounds so funny. I mean, they're not, it's kind of funny. Like, she's not that much older, so it's not, like, a scandal. No, why situation. is he in school at 19, though? This is the same question I had about James Polk. Is like, James Polk is in school. At 19 years old, why are these boys? I mean, maybe it's, maybe they work in the farms. Like, work yeah. in the, I don't, who okay, knows? Okay, so in 1819, um, oh, it was a private school. New Hope Academy um, in New, near New Hope. Uh, and her oldest pupil was 19-year-old Miller Fillmore. It's crazy. Um, but oh, gets- he came to the school. Sorry, sorry. So he was trying to be a lawyer at this point, And he, to supplement his arithmetic, reading, and spelling. I mean, maybe you shouldn't be a lawyer. Yeah. Spell, <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> Whatever. But yet, let, let this man be president. So, I, that's what I can't stand. I mean, he like, really fails upward, this guy. No, he really, <laughs> like, like, I know. Lawyer, like, state comptroller. Like, what, I, no, president, talk about president. doing something with nothing. I mean, yeah. he really, like, he really does it. So, anyway. Um, so, but it was really cute. So, they, um... He was really poor growing up, but he loved to learn, too. So they kind of had yeah. similar upbringings, Definitely. and I think that brought yeah. them together. They both, you know, understood what it was like to struggle with mo- or with no money. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. both knew how important education was, or at least they both valued it the same way. Yes, and yes, I think yes. um, it says, you know, the subjects that they didn't know together, that they weren't, like, privy to, they studied together. So it's, like, kind of adorable. It's kind of sweet. I don't sweet. know. I, like, I always like when couples read together. No, that's sweet. Um, and and they end up getting married. Well, they date for, like, five or six years. Yeah. And then they end up getting married. And um, something that's significant, uh, especially when she becomes first lady, is that Abigail continues to work even after she's married as a school teacher, and she's yeah. the first first lady to have a job um, as a, as the wife. Of, she doesn't continue to work when she's in office, um, but she's the first first lady to have had a job before she enters the yeah. first lady. So I think it just goes to show sort of the um, you know they're very like middle class kind of vibe which is uh, you know Andrew Jackson also grew up poor but then became this big war hero so we've seen a little bit of this story but we've never seen like sort of like the working class middle class um rise to to the greatest office in the yeah yeah. sort of um this will be the first time we see that um 
Yeah, I kind of like how they, you know, they seem to be friends first. And he, he's studying law at this point. He's trying to become a lawyer. So he moves to East Aurora, New York mm-hmm. to start his law career. She stays back to, she's still teaching. Once again, like, lady not dropping everything for no. Millard. She's got to make money. She she's like putting yeah. her husband through law school. Right. Oh, my God. Crazy. So, they, you know, they write letters. He builds her that house that we have to go see. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, He builds her home there. And then they get married in February of 1826. Mm-hmm. So that's adorable. Uh, they don't have a honeymoon shocker. Um, <laughs> and then so she moves her, her stuff up there to East Aurora. Uh, she teaches up there still. She's like a private tutor. Yeah. So girl is still teaching. Yep. Um, and then in 1829, Millard Fillmore becomes, um, he moves to the state capital because he becomes comptroller of New York. Yes, yeah. Now, have they been <clears throat> to, um, they, oh, yeah. So he went, he, they do move to Buffalo uh, for when he's a lawyer for a little bit. And it's there that they become like unitarian so this yeah. whole sort of like again it's like they're taking their um views that they both kind of grew up with and they're sort of like uh professing to them on some level uh because unitarianism was was getting really popular yeah. at that time yeah. Um, sorry, also, they, so as she, they have two kids, they have Millard, yep. um, shocker, they named their kid Millard, and then, uh, Mary Abigail, Abigail <laughs> who they called Abby, <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> like, they're really self-involved. A-B-B-I-E, Yeah. Ooh, ooh, what I like know. a modern way of spelling it. I know, I know. Um, I also love this, so this is when they started collecting books for their own personal library, which turned out to be 4,000 titles they Holy end up shit. collecting throughout the years. Oh, wow, I didn't know And they many. also established a London library and a college in, um, where do they live? Where were those? In Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah. Um, which is great. I can I just, the, their focus on education is, I think one of the first time we've seen it. It's really prominent. Yeah. Like, their passion for it. Yeah, totally. And um, people are into it, too. Like, it's not just um, yeah. them. And, it's, and she's not just reading, like, history books. You know, she's really into art and philosophy. And, and geography, which, like, yeah, I mean, the United States can't figure out their own geography. So, no. think, like, the idea that <laughs> yeah. a, a woman is trying to teach you about, like, Japan and shit is yeah. crazy. Like, she it's practi- amazing. Yeah, she practices scientific horticulture, cultivating floral species, and built her own conservatory of flowers in their home. Like, well, she loves flowers. Yeah. She loves So, flowers. I mean, hobby queen. Oh, like, she's a hobby queen. No, and that's what's so fun is that, like, once she, once um, Millard becomes a congressman um, and has to move to Albany, she's like, okay, I'm going to come with you. Yeah. She sends the kids off to boarding school because she, she can't be bothered with them. She's got to be this, like, <laughs> she's got to be this, like, like, uh, political wife yeah, she's you know got things to but do. it doesn't slow her down which we love like she <laughs> yeah. she ends up like you say like she starts like getting really into her flowers she gets this whole conservatory she doubles down on the reading yeah. so she's just like reading flowers it's clear she also begins <laughs> Please. Wait, can we talk about her sea bathing? I was just gonna say she gets really into sea bathing, which sea bathing, which we were like, don't oh, Google this. Don't. we were like, what's that swimming? Yeah, we were like, it rose to prominence in the nineteen in the early nineteenth century, which like, okay, love that. So, um, yeah, sea bathing is basically swimming, except it's in like an enclosed space, so it's like a hot tub, basically. It's a hot tub, and it swimsuits had like not even been invented yeah. yet, and so they're only. The, re- the reason that she um can only do it sometimes is because it takes, like, so much <laughs> yeah. to get ready for sea bathing. Because I have to end to, like, get done from sea bathing. Because I have to imagine, like, if you're just going in water in, like, yeah. heavy wool outfits yeah like were you wearing full of dresses right like and like buffalo is not like a warm place you know what i mean like you can only do this a little bit like i think of you know my family has some summer houses like on lake erie right near buffalo and like 
It's nice there for like three months of the year. Oh yeah, you know very what I mean. Like, time of yeah, summer. and even when it's nice in Lake Erie, it's not like a warm spring. So yeah. like, it's a whole thing. But like, she loved to sea bathe, which again, which swimming in an in, in an enclosed place. And this but is it was like considering- it was like she it was like um meditative almost. Like yeah. it was like her whole vibe is just like going to. A meditation retreat. Like, that's, like, her whole vibe. <laughs> yeah. And they're calling this vigorous exercise. Girl was not swimming laps. Like, yeah. let's be very clear. Yeah. Abigail, like, we're going to set the record straight. If anyone thought Abigail was, like, Michael Phelps in it, not no. true. <laughs> she was, like, waiting in the pool. No, she was <laughs> chilling so hard. Yeah, I think she was meditating. I yeah. Like the, yeah. She was meditating. Um, She was meditating on, like, that. she was total hippie. <laughs> She's meditating on, like, how to, like, get her kids further away from her and also, like, how to, like, handle her yeah. lawyer, now congressman husband. There's no time for that. We love it. So, okay, so she gets really into her hobbies. They live in Albany, yeah. her husband's um, congressman. And then he becomes – oh, and then this is when um, it's – again, this is when we start to see the um, her rise or Millard and her rise kind of in power. We also start to see their, like – their, like – letting go of some of their like more liberal socialist views because it says pretty explicitly like there's no record of them supporting slavery but there's also no record of them saying that it was bad also yeah which is like like, we need a record of you saying it's bad you have to like because i'm gonna assume you you were fine with yeah like that's the thing it's like i don't i i don't think they had slaves like they didn't have like they didn't live on plantations it wasn't like uh, Julia Gardner situation yeah. at, by any means, but um, they never came out against yeah. slavery, which like and for someone who was so educated, like and and live and grew up in this burned yeah. over district down the street from Frederick Douglass, like the whole thing is yeah, very like, odd. I'm saying like write an op-ed. You no, know? I, just like, like quick editorial piece. Yeah, about I mean, NY who Times. Was, was it Julia Gardner who was like writing essays left Sarah, and right? And Sarah Polk who couldn't choose a side for anything. No, you know, she, and, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, she was the one that was defend, <laughs> like bringing in Confederate and Union soldiers. So like, it's my favorite. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I guess it's like yeah. I guess it's just one of those things where again you know, what was popular at the time, and, like, I think at this point, Andrew Jackson has been president. The presidency has been forever altered in the way of um, being very, like, out outward with your thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, the if you were going to speak to something that was like you were going to be labeled as that. And I think we still see that with politicians today. And I think just in general, Millard and Abigail were both kind of scared to like put their reputation on the line. Yeah. Um, for this specific issue, slavery, the issue that we're talking about. Yeah. I think Abigail later on does have like forms more, um, becomes more opinionated and like we'll see her legacy is very much that of like she's definitely left a legacy in the White House but um when it comes to as their as they could see their rise in power and class shift their outward views also shift oh it's so frustrating yeah because it's like can someone just stand on their two feet like it's crazy who are right. they are they all just afraid of andrew jackson that's like, what, it's like yeah. everyone's just like afraid of andrew jackson showing up and being like you change yeah it's like guys he's just a dude like what is wrong and also like i heard miller fillmore was also six feet tall it's not even like he's like short right this like tiny man so and there's nothing wrong with being a tiny man but like i could see why like six foot You'd three andrew jackson would be like <laughs> yeah. scary but like miller fillmore same size 
anyway, okay, so now we have to talk about the Compromise of 1850, which, Elise, you have to take over because I'm deeply confused by this. So to preface this a little bit, Zachary Taylor was president. Don't forget he dies. Um, And Millard Fillmore comes in as president because he was VP at the time. Yeah. So they're hanging out in the White House. They had a pretty low-key beginning, but don't They did forget- have, like, a good period of mourning, which I think is just the classy thing to do. Like, yes. John Tyler did not do that. But yeah, like, they were upset about, you know, yeah. you had to mourn it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and also, no one knew who Millard Fillmore was. No, no idea. <laughs> yeah, when he got the ticket for the VP, or the, yeah. on the ticket for VP, he was still comptroller up in New York. Like, he wasn't really, like, I don't think he was, like, working to be president. No. And no, they kind of no. put him on there to be, have, you know, a northerner. Um, and then, yes. whoops, you know, Zachary Taylor dies. So, um, while while he's dying, or like the end of his presidency, Henry Clay, never forget, <laughs> <and> poor guy, <laughs> is just trying to pass, he, he brings up the Compromise of 1850. Yes. He's the one that is, is really promoting this bill, and or these bills, it's a set of five bills, um, and trying to get it passed. So, Fillmore comes in and they think, boom, this is this is when we can pass this. Yeah. So basically what it does is it's trying to, especially both sides, <laughs> the fight between the Union and what will be the Confederacy and make everyone happy. So like it brings in California as a Union state, which makes the Union happy, mm-hmm. obviously, which and then dumb for the Confederacy because like, did you not look how fucking giant that area is? Like, of course, that's going to be a populous state, you moron. Yeah. yeah so yeah. California is in as a free state. The New Mexico Territory gets organized better. Nothing super important there, but they yeah. just reorganize yeah. that stuff. Because, like, Arizona, do they get separated yet or not yet? Um, Into territories. It's not states yet, yeah. but they're, like, okay. little chunks there. Um, Texas gets a bunch of money because of the New Mexico or Mexico-American War was still happening, or was just ending then. And then, did I miss anything? What else happened? Uh, oh, so, and then in, the two big ones were in D.C., or the two big parts of this bill, the Compromise of 1850, were... D.C. was now allowed to have open auctions for slaves. So, you know, as you would sell a, you know, a couch or a vintage teacup, they uh, were selling humans. So not cool. So crazy. Um, But Confederacy loved that. And then the big part of it was the Fugitive Slave Act. So this basically said that any slaves who escaped up north or anywhere in a um, non-Confederate state, any Union state, they have to be brought back to where they escaped from. Yes. Like, if you found a slave or they said, help me, like, you were obligated to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And they also awarded money to these folks that brought them back. I don't doubt that many Northerners didn't do this, but mm-hmm. it was technically against the law to do that. So, fun fact about that part, Abigail was like, Miller, do not sign this. So she was pretty political when he was president. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she would go sit in on the Congress sessions. Yeah. She obviously was super well-read. She kept up with the news and the current events, so she loved to talk about this with him. He openly spoke with her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she advised him not to sign this part of the compromise because, again, not a bleeding-heart abolitionist, but she was just like, this is not going to bode well for you. You yeah. probably won't be re-elected in 1852 election. Spoiler alert, he was not. Because so she, she was like, right. She knew, obviously. Um, yeah, but he signed it. And it, this is like a big part of his uh, his legacy is this compromise that, I mean, he didn't necessarily write, but he signed it. So it kind of gets attached to his Yeah, of course. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Biden with the... I wonder if he the, actually did sign it. Or was it Taylor? He might have died before... Hold on, let me just before I say that he signed it. Um, but it was, it was enacted during his presidency, so it was really tied to his name. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that 
regardless if you're the VP and yeah. something like this is going through it's going to be attached to you it's like it's like yeah, he's so Taylor or Tyler sorry no Zachary Taylor didn't support this compromise but yeah. it was known that Millard Fillmore the VP Did. supported Henry Klein right so, right 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 um yeah because Zachary yeah. Taylor it's so funny I was just like I mean this is like about Zachary Taylor but I was just reading a thing that was like would Zachary Taylor have prevented the Civil War? Like, people really think that, like, he was super yeah. liberal, yeah, which I don't, I don't get that crazy. No, I don't. I was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that, like, Zachary Taylor was a little bit more pro, pro uh, all of this, like, hippie, like, yeah. abolitionist stuff than Millard Fillmore yeah. was, again. I mean, pretty know. much what this, this compromise did was it appeased both sides, or yeah, tried, to. tried it, to. Historians look back on it and say it delayed the Civil War for 10 years. So, once again, not uh, random. Not a random If thing. they were purposely setting up legislation that was, like, meant to delay a uh, outbreak of civil, like, civil disputes. So, so crazy. Yeah, so crazy. maybe not random. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Abigail Sol right through this bullshit. She was not into it. She sure did. Um, and again, I, not that she's, like, you know, bleeding heart abolitionist, you know, protesting, no, but no, I think no. she saw that it was stupid, and Northerners obviously freaked out about this this part of the compromise. They yeah. were not a fan of it. Um, yeah. Maybe. This might be the most you know, popular I think it part says, of the compromise. I think it says it prevented the open auction of slaves in D.C. Oh, did it? Yeah, I think that that's why... That's, oh my god, sorry. It, that, yes, was yes, the, yes. that was why the Northerners... Like, liked it, yeah. Or that was why they thought that the Northerners would like yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because the Fugitive Slave Act was so awful, and it gave... It, it basically said, like, you know, if if a slave came back and was like came back from from running, because you know they would try to escape to a more like to a to a more free place, which yeah. you know it's just like never ending because it's not like a thing. It's so sad, but it's yeah. like, but um, you know, it just gave all the white man all the power. Like they could be like, no, like I think you're my slave. I I think you'll just come home with yeah. me. Like it, it was yeah. Bad. And they didn't even allow the slaves to testify and like defend themselves no. in trial when these when they were brought back to the south. So yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, it was just like a really like yeah. It was like a one-two punch in terms of passing through like all of this legislation, and like thinking that you can make everyone happy like that at this time. I mean, I just think it's yeah. like because they do call Zachary Taylor's presidency a very sectional time in the United States, and again, like. Not that it ever wasn't, but I think that, like, this is the rise of yeah. something. Like, it, the United States is getting bigger and bigger, and so the issues are just getting bigger and bigger, and there's clear, there's, there um, is just a clear separation of, like, sides, basically, yeah. and it's getting more clear. Yeah, and just the idea of, like, a compromise, like, you know, I think that's something that's really big in politics today, and it's just so, like, I just roll my eyes at it, because, like, I know. what it's... are we compromising on, though? Like, I know. How about you all meet us where we're at? Like, that's where I'm at right now and things. So, like, I don't know. I don't want to compromise that I'm going to bring back a black man that tried to save himself and his family. No. To go back and, like, most likely be abused even worse because his slave owner's pissed. Like, and, and that's I'm, not a compromise And me. I'm that's, doing that because you added California as a union state? Wait, like, what, what, am I, <laughs> what am I even yeah, getting out of that? <laughs> I mean, this is not to bring up modern-day politics, but yes. this is, like, Joe Manchin would love this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Drag Joe Manchin on this pod. Fuck Joe Manchin. He's like on my new shit list. But like, I'm sweating. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that's the perfect thing with the state is like, 
Oh, but look what you got. You got California. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, it's kind of hard to get to California. Like, what's even the yeah, point? Like, point. Like, like, if I'm not out there to go rush the gold, like, yeah, I don't give get, a fuck about California. Yeah. Like, this is not, no one can see that far into the future, like, how beneficial California is going to be for the no, Democratic Party. No, no. No one's thinking that. Like, Henry Clay sure as shit with it. <laughs> and, like, all our girls in Seneca Falls aren't moving out to Laurel Canyon yes, yet. I mean, come on. Like, too busy doing stuff. And, like, she, I mean, has no time for this nonsense. No, no, no. So, but anyway, of 1850 was dumb, and Abigail saw at least partially what was dumb. She in it. did, she did. And maybe so, it was just political, but she knew. Yeah. So she, um, so she eventually becomes first lady. Abigail does yeah. because um, Fillmore is now president, and she is, um, she gets to the White House. She moves in. Probably. She's touring around the White House. She's like, okay, what's this like new home vibe? Like, let's yeah. check it out. She notices that it's missing something. She notices that it's missing Her life. a library. The White House did not have a library. I at mean, this it point. says a lot that these men weren't reading. Like it's so the most crazy. obvious thing in the world, like that there wasn't like a set of books besides no, probably a Bible. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I have books. Like, my apartment has books. Your apartment has books. Yeah. Like, I don't even believe that there were books like in the White House. No, so I don't think there was. There was no library, and Abigail is like appalled. And so she yeah. first thing she does, for better or for worse, I'm sure there were other things she could have yeah. done, but she says we are making a library in this yeah. place. Yeah, she gets Congress to earmark $2,000, which I know is like today that's not there, but like back then that's probably a lot. Yeah. For her to individually select titles and authors that would be in this library. Yes. Like that's pretty badass. It's amazing. And she chooses things like Shakespeare. Like yeah. she chooses like artistic. She chooses, um, she was really into geography. So there's a ton of geography and she's really into um, books in different languages. So there's a lot of different languages that are being reflected in this library. Yeah. And what's so cool about this is that this library is still there today. It's the yellow oval room um, in the White House. It's still there today. Um, the effect that she had on the White House in terms of changing up almost like, uh, for for lack of a better word, like the vibe, is um, akin to what they say Jacqueline Kennedy does when she moves in and kind of re reinvigorates the White yeah. House. So, you know, Abigail Fillmore definitely does have a legacy in that way. Um, and she just loves this library. She hosts weekly um, events at the library where people can come and just kind of like read, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. She, she quote literally salons and she yeah. invited authors. Um, well, I have some of the authors that she invited at the times. But um, yeah, it was just something she really loved to do. She like, oh, William Thackeray, Charles Dickens, Washington Irvin. So cool. Um, yeah, they came to like hold little like panels I guess like, yeah it's like a book club she yeah like a national book club oh my club god club. it's like Oprah it's like Oprah's the pics I love that <laughs> love that yeah she was like really I love it though because it also says that like okay so she also we tried to figure out how but she also had like a really bad foot in her she injury. broke her ankle at one point she was like and it never, never healed. healed she was on crutches for two years and then like <laughs> which is like such a long time to be on crutches. Long time crutches like get a physical th- like go see an orthopedic surgeon did they not <laughs> have them I guess not. And also, like, with all of her sea bathing, like, isn't that supposed to be so good for, like, broken I don't know ankles? what she was doing in this sea, but I know, I it know, wasn't I know. healing anything because homegirl had uh, crutches for two years and then just kind of, like, limped around. So, once well, again, we have, like, we have another really- We have another first lady who's up on the second floor. But yeah, She so, definitely came down. She, she, like, she did, but what's so funny is that she, like, only participates in some events, but then somehow can go to these weekly library salons. Oh, so, yeah. Like, she was she's very <laughs> exclusive. Like, I feel like anytime she didn't want to go to something, like, a, there was, like, a lot of horse racing going on. She, yeah. like, didn't really dig that. Yeah. You know she was like, oh, my ankle. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, can't <laughs> I can't stand. But, like, literary salon Thursday, she was like, hello, child. Hey, girl. I'm here. <laughs> 
and like girls ready to go. So she was. So she's she, smart. No, I think she, she was. was a so she didn't participate in a lot of things in the as a first lady. She would like greet a lot of people, but truly like the the parties that they would were expected to have like once a week and stuff. She said she would be on her feet for two hours greeting people, which like is too just much. too long. I mean, you know? I don't want to stand for two hours. Like, no, hundred percent not. And also like my favorite thing in New York. Pre-COVID, and honestly, like, remember, honestly, when I lived on the Upper East Side, there were a few like really amazing coffee shops where you could just go, and they had like big couches, and you could oh, sit. I miss like, those the days. Best. And I guess like so I that is her vibe. Like she's not trying to like stand yeah. around, go shopping. She's no. not trying to paint the town. She's just trying to sit on a nice couch and read a book. Yeah, I love it. I like love it Again, so you're, much. You're kind of like Abigail. Humphrey. I know. I do. Well, I mean, I I am. I do love a hobby. I do love. But you to have read. an opinion. Stronger opinion. I do have strong opinions, thank gosh. Um, But anyway, so she um, tells her husband not to, so she's doing these library salons. I think she, I don't know, like I think she was like a pretty, for the times, I think she was a pretty good first lady. I don't think that there was too much to like rail on her for um, at this time. You know, like I think that, you know, we have had first ladies that have really like taken the job and like, done really horrific things with it and she didn't do anything bad she just was like trying to go to the library and chill yeah um, I think she knew what she liked and what she was good at and what yes. she was passionate about and she yeah. leaned into that which is great definitely and honestly, they didn't get much really time to like flourish as a first lady or she didn't get a well lot no and sadly for like two and a half years I know and sadly um they make a lot of really obviously he doesn't get reelected because of the damn compromise idiot. she told you I know. just listen Millie so Miller doesn't get reelected um and so they have all these plans to like travel to Europe and like have this great life and sadly she dies like two months after she leaves as first yeah, lady yeah she catches Super pneumonia sick. um at Franklin Pierce's inauguration Every, this inauguration is killing everybody what like, they're we've always got gone. to change the date I cannot believe it's still in the winter. The well, fact that at this point it was still March, and they move it more wintry. <laughs> no, but that's I know that's what I'm saying. Like I can't believe it's not pushed. Like why isn't? It, I mean, thank goodness it's not. But it like, should be November 10th. No, you're right. It, should, it <laughs> like, literally should like, be. Like how about the next Tuesday I after the election? I know. Well, oh my gosh, seriously. Like I let's mean, just. I get they have to have a transition. I get we have to like set things up. But like. I mean, this gap. It's just like, yeah, I know. people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you can't transition properly because it's like a who was it? Oh, was it Zachary Taylor who, like, got kidnapped on his way to D.C.? Yeah, like, what? Yeah, are almost getting kidnapped. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, like, it's chaotic. It's so chaotic. So, anyway, she catches pneumonia at Franklin Pierce's inauguration, yeah, and then dies 56 days later, and they don't ever get a chance to travel through Europe. It's very sad. She just She similar- loved Europe. She would have loved. Well, I don't know about all the walking though. Do you think she would have like? <laughs> Good she, point. Do they have? They don't have cars yet either. Oh god, so, she would have had. Although they do have that great train in Europe, right? Where you can take it to like all the cities. Oh yeah, maybe she could have taken the train. Yeah, she would. She would. You know, she was. I mean, she would have been fine when she went to Europe. Oh, she would have been fine. Well, here's the other thing: is like at this point, and this is like this might be the first time that this has happened. The Fillmores leave office more wealthy than they came into it, which yeah. is shocking because. Oh, because at one point he buys the house up in Buffalo, which it has is like, like land, eight yeah. bedrooms or some shit, and yeah, she. But he. But like they went into the office so poor. Well, not yeah. so poor, but like pretty poor. And then they leave, and um, so much so that Millard Fillmore makes his second wife sign a prenup, which is hilarious. So modern. I love it. <laughs> Millard, calm down. Like, I need him to chill. I know. He's crazy. Um, but, you know, uh, all that to say, like, Abigail, I mean, you know, she she left an impact. I, I guess, you know... I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I yeah. think if he wasn't so shitty, and, and oh. by shitty, I mean, like, 
the compromise of 1850 I think that really tarnished his legacy yeah 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 in that documentary you sent me he like lowered the postage stamp yeah. like but he was like uh, kind of sort of racist anti-semitic apparently you know yeah. historians were yeah. saying um so I think you know it, it, they didn't have time to she didn't have time to really like lean into fully and she had a full yeah. two or one or two terms and but the time she had, I think she spent it really well in the White House. And yeah, and it does. Also, impact. We still have a library. Totally, and it. But it does. It is kind of funny because it does seem like, you know, there's obviously this giant elephant in the room, and it's the Civil War. Okay, like it's like just blazing, sort of like so just much. a fire, because a campfire when, that's like yeah. blazing, <laughs> and. It's so funny because I love, like, it just feels like the two of them, Abigail and Millard, made a concerted effort to be like, okay, so we know this, like, vibe is going down. Let's just try and, like, do stuff around it. Like, let's have yeah. books and postage stamps. <laughs> and, like, and it's like, no, guys, like, okay. Like, no one deals with this shit. Like, no yeah. one deals with it. I think Buchanan ends up getting blamed for the start of the Civil War, which I'm, like, so excited to hear and why he's getting blamed for it because yeah. I feel like that maybe is about something else. Well, can they really lean into the whole, like, it's uh, a random situation that popped up they can't believe it we're shocked yeah i'll tell you who's not shocked me and you not shocked (laughs) me you and abe like i know (laughs) us three saw coming the entire goddamn time I love it. Okay. That's so funny. All right. That's Abigail. That's Abigail. Let me think. If I had advice for Abigail, um Okay, definitely get a cast for your ankle. Ooh, what? Yes. Like, where go is that cast? Like, get it? Go and see a doctor. Because then I feel like, I don't know, like, maybe she wouldn't have been as tired. Maybe she yeah. wouldn't have, like, maybe. But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe it was all a joke. Like, because she did go to her library salon every week. She just wanted to be cozy, yeah. Every week. She was really into, like, cottagecore coziness. Yeah, right? maybe, like, <laughs> right. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe, like, an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. 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 What's your advice? That's really good advice. I'm into that. Um, My other piece of advice is, I wish she wrote more. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I know that her and Millard wrote letters. Um, Miraculously can't see, find any of them. They're probably burned. They're definitely (laughs) burned somehow. Um, I just feel like she was smart enough to... To write her thoughts down. Yeah, like, why is Keep Julia Gardner and Sarah Polk writing essays? Yeah, it's like, like, like <laughs> flying her Confederate flag in Staten Island and be like, oh, hey, European women, don't worry about us. We're just yeah. keeping slaves in America. <laughs> and then here's, like, Abigail, who, who could have, like, wrote a nice piece about, like, I know, but being a think, hippie and up in Western New York. Yeah, but do you think that, like, well, yeah, no, first of all, I think that's great advice. I wish that she had taken that from someone. Yeah. If anyone it might given have given us a better idea of who she was as a person. Because I feel like we only have, But like, I wonder if, like, book that, she chose. Yeah, but I guess I just wonder if that was, like, part of their agreement to, like, not get involved in politics. Like, this is yeah. what I can't stand is, like, if you're president, you have to be involved in politics. You know what I mean? It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like, yeah. if we're going to talk about presidents, like, this is going to be a political podcast. You know what I mean? Because life is political. Life and is it's, political. It's on a spectrum for depending what, you know, area or body or socio class you were born into. Like, yes. yeah, it's not always political for, you know, it's more political for me than a white cis man on the Upper West Side. Sure, but sure. But it's it, more political for a black woman. But it's so only, like, but it's only more political because the politics set in place do not serve you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I would argue that it's not even more political. It just appears more political because you have issues that are not being talked about as yeah, like a black that's woman. True, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like so. It just goes back to the point that like, you know, the the attempt of Millard and Abigail Fillmore to sidestep 
what would ultimately become the civil war is not an <laughs> yeah. apolitical move. You no, know it's what a I political mean? It's move. very yeah. political. That's kind of fucking strategic <laughs> yeah. to like sign yeah. a compromise of 1850 that you think is appeasing two sides. Yeah. Which like I guess it did quell it for, you know, a decade. A decade. But like yeah. which is nothing in the grand scheme of No, things. it still <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like and then Fortunately, Abraham Lincoln. I know. I love him. I always oh, stand Abe Lincoln. Like, I know. Justice for Abe. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish that she had written more, too. I just feel like maybe that was, like, an a, a part of the the agreement was, like, let's never really tell people what we think yeah. because then we won't be able to be in power. God, really. I'm so happy that changed, man. At least the majority I of the hope. first ladies that came into play. I, I hope, hope so. that changed. I hope that. I, I want to see it. I yeah. can't wait to see it. I think we're going to see different sides of it because, like, I mean, I, I talk about, like, Jackie Kennedy constantly because she's just, like, a prominent first lady that most people know, like, basic knowledge about. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. You, I, I would look at her and think, like, on the surface, like, oh, not super political, but, like, everything the Kennedys did were fucking political. Oh, like everything. Yeah. Showing up at, you know, just by Jack's side when there's rumors of affairs, that's a political move. Totally. I totally. mean, any woman in that family yep. had a, str- a strategy. Of no, there had to be. And like, yeah, it was very superficial and like to make sure the family in Camelot was like yeah. pristine. Yeah. But that's a political move when you're a political family. No, totally. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like this, their idea or their decision to kind of sidestep like yeah. the bigger issues is clearly a political move. I'm just excited for people to kind of like really come out yeah. and say how they feel. Yeah. Is that a bunch of croissants on your background? <gasps> yes, your phone? this is Claire Saffitz. Oh Wait, shout out to Claire Saffitz. She is my favorite <laughs> baker cook. I don't know what she calls herself. She's the best. Um, She just did a great New York Times article on making croissants at home, which I would never, this is like a level I can't even get at. No, and I just thought that. it was... The New York Times posted a bunch of, like, pictures that, like, they were, like, use this for your phone wallpaper. And I was, like, yeah, I want to stare at croissants when I... That is gorgeous. How gorgeous are they? That is gorgeous. Yeah. She's... I wonder if, um... She's so good. I wonder if Abigail was, like, a cooker, would, would, would like, cook. Probably not. No, probably. I would say not. She, I mean, maybe she, like, read about recipes, but I don't <laughs> think she, like... <laughs> I wonder if there's any cookbook. Can you go visit that library? We have to do it. I think you can visit their house. It must be around there. No, no, oh, you the, the library in the White House. <gasps> It, that has to be on the tour. Oh my god, that's that so doesn't cool. seem like it would not like a, like I don't think that's in the private residence part. Yeah, I don't know. We gotta go to DC, man. We, we have think. so much. Floaters on the road, man. That's gonna be the summer. I feel like we're yeah, gonna have a is. lot of floaters on the road episodes, which I love. That. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All we need is my computer, our little book, the the, the matrix. matrix. <laughs> we're good to go. Yeah, and five dollars for a Wawa hoagie. We're good to go. <laughs> Well, Abigail, thank you for your books. Thank you for your library. and um, Keep reading, girl. Keep reading. And we'll be back next week with um, Jane Pierce. Yeah. her go- Sorry, Abigail's ghost is definitely in the Oval Room library. She's sure. still sitting there with like her broken ankle. <laughs> she can't move. She can't move. <laughs> I wonder if it's on the second floor. You think the library's on the oh, second floor? Oh, whatever. It's definitely is. <laughs> for sure. So she's like, I can't come down, man. Oh, I love that she's taking back the power of the second floor. <laughs> like that's like what she's doing. Feminist yes. move. Totally feminist move. Because they're just like sticking these ladies up there. She's like, if you're gonna stick me up here, yeah. I will do something about it. I don't it. know if it's on the second floor, but that's the story we're telling. <laughs> so don't tell us if we're wrong. Don't comment and review if we're wrong about where the library is. In our hearts, it's on the second floor. Yeah. And Abigail's you know what? That's back. where it belongs. What a metaphor. I love she's it. She's a feminist queen. <laughs> All right, Abigail. You were great. Uh, rate and review. Follow us at Athletes Forever. We love Bye-bye. you guys. This is a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>